Praise the Lord. This is Brother Julius again. We are still going through the book of Hebrews, chapter 11, is where we are. Because this chapter 11 is long and it's very deep, full of testimonies of men of faith that we are explaining to see that we also in this generation, we are also men of faith by believing the scriptures. And if you believe the Bible and you're believing that the Lord is coming soon, you're a man of faith too. Just hold firm to that confession. And the Lord is well pleased with they say without faith it is impossible to please the Lord. But you have to also remember faith has to be applied in every sphere of life. Faith in what God said is coming to happen is good. And we all, many of us, every believer almost have that. That's why we believe Christ is coming soon one day. Also. That's why we believe there will be a rapture one day. But you also have to believe in the fact that He has healed your body, which you can use now. That faith of healing of your body is faith for now. You also have to believe that He can provide your needs. That's faith for now. Because maybe you have need for funding and you're praying God to give you a good job. Faith, believing, and that's why faith has to be applied in every sphere of life. Faith for salvation is what we talk about as you are saved from your sin. You hope, have hope of eternal life. Hope that it's coming to take you to glory land. Hope that there will be a new heaven and a new earth. Those are faith in the future. And what about faith for now? Faith for getting your needs met now is also faith. And that is very essential also now. Because you walk with God day by day by faith, even if you not about job, it's about your health. You walk with God day by day, let Him trust, trust God that He's going to take care of you, and you're believing in uh, miracles. Those are faith also for now. So remember, the faith has to be applied in every aspect of our life, in every in the physical, in the material, in the spiritual. Faith has to be applied to please God. Because God is dealing with us in all those spheres of life and it's in you. Very important to know that. Okay, let's go on to Hebrews chapter 11. We have gone all the way to the verse 21 about the faith of Jacob. Now he mentioned in verse 21, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 21, verse 21, yes, he said, By faith, Jacob, that is the son of Abraham and Isaac, when he was dying, when he was dying, blessed both the sons of Joseph and worshipped leaning upon the top of his staff. Now, you can go to the book of Genesis, about 49, 50, the last few chapters, where Jacob was blessing, actually, a chapter before that, he, he, Joseph came to Jacob, his father, bringing his two sons, that are Ephraim and Manasseh, to come and greet his father, because he said he's very old, he looks like he's going to die anytime soon. So he brought them to come and visit his father. They are coming to see visit their grandfather. And Jacob was someone to sit up properly. And then he saw them because someone that couldn't see for years was already old. But he could hear them. So then when Joseph was in front of him, God straightened his eyeballs. So he saw that, who are these two boys with you? That was the first time he saw his, his sons of Joseph. And Joseph said, these are my sons. I said, bring them to me, I will bless them. And when he brought them before Joseph, or before Jacob, Jacob said, that's when Jacob revealed that he didn't plan to even see Joseph, his son, anymore ever. But God even now showed to him, Jacob, Jacob the sons of Joseph, that he got just straightened up his eyes to come to focus. He was able to recognize his sons because we're going to bless them right now. And when he was blessing them, he was pronouncing the blessing of Abraham upon them that they will be seed of Jacob. That's what he was promising them. He said, I'm giving 
the land of Canaan to all of you children, that I'm going to give you Joseph two portions and give all your brothers one more portion. It's already by faith dividing the land. See, that is men of faith indeed. So that's what we call faith. Seeing the future and believing in the future and prophesying about the future and passing it down is faith. And he said, that's a supernatural way of doing things. And that is what God is enlisting uh, this men of faith as men of faith for believing in God, for walking with God. And you and I that are walking with God and believing like that also, we are men of faith in our own level, in our own little way or in our own big way too, because what they were doing in that generation to them is like a little thing. But Lord God is recognizing it as a big thing. So the same way, the little thing we are doing in our own little way of following God, to God is well pleased to God, that's why God is well pleased to call us brethren. So that's what I'm trying to point out, that don't call your chef short, don't be down on yourself when you have a little doubt, some of these people have doubt too once in a while, they have some problems too, but they were holding firm to God, and God recognized them and called them heroes of faith. So when you see, he said, Jacob was blessing the sons of Joseph, when he was holding upon his staff and he blessed them with future promises of God, promising that these children will be part of the 12 tribes of Israel. They will have been 12 with, Joseph, with Jacob, with, jo with Joseph being the 12th, but now he's making the sons of Joseph. So he said, Joseph, I'll take you out of there and put your two sons. That will make them 13 also. So they will have been 13 tribes of Israel. Because Joseph, that we learn about 12, now become two, Ephraim and Manasseh. And then he put Ephraim before Manasseh, and Ephraim was the youngest, he put him before Manasseh because that's what God put in his heart to do. Okay, now they would have been, that would have been 13 tribes. The outcome they become 12 because God now took Levi out of the place. As a Levi, you will be priest for them, you will just be priest for them, inheriting God, and they are with 12 tribes. And the Levi will just spread themselves among the tribes. I mean, they just give Levi's lands in all the 12 sections and if i just live among them you'll be their their priests so that is really how they come back with 12 tribes but that's the difference to it let's see jacob was giving two he said i've given you two portions the two portions he gave to joseph is because he brought two the two sons of joseph to become his sons that were born before he came so if you have any other sons after that that would be your son these two are mine and there was no record that Joseph had any other sons after that. So those two sons became the two see the two tribes out of the twelve tribes of Israel. Now that was what he was saying. I was blessing them. But I said to let's go on to Joseph now in verse twenty-two of Hebrews chapter eleven. By faith Joseph, when he died, made mention of the departing of the children of Israel, and gave commandment concerning his bones. You can read that in the book of Genesis chapter fifty. Verse 24 mentioned this. Now look at that. Why we call this men of faith? Because they were believing in the future that was prophesied to them by God. And you and I, we are also believing in the future that was prophesied in the Bible to us by God through the apostles. Part of the future is what Apostle Paul wrote in the book of uh, First Thessalonians about the rapture. If you believe it, you are a man, a man of faith too. Who read this leader to you? In First Thessalonians, Apostle Paul was talking about the rapture and that we believers should not be in sorrow if anybody died physically. He said, verse 13 of First Thessalonians chapter 4. That's I'm just pointing to this, to this 
passage of making to see that when we believe this and we are men of faith too, just like the men of whom we are living in the book of Hebrews, chapter 11. Because every step of the way, believing God is what you mean by faith. Believing God. And this is what God said. Verse 13 of Hebrews chapter 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. But I will not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that is, them who die physically, that ye sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. When believers died and they said they are asleep, they don't sorrow like those who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so, them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. They were sleeping in Jesus. I mean, they were dead in Christ. They were sleeping. Even though their body was thrown away into the grave, but they were actually asleep. And God says, go to wake them up. What about their body? God is going to create a new body for them. That's why most of the bones we see be there. Even if they burn the bones, God can create new bones. So God is going to make something new in the resurrection that is promised. But believing in the resurrection is faith in itself. That's what we are trying to say. If you don't believe these things, then you are not a man of faith. So when we see all these heroes of faith in the Bible, in the book of Hebrews, and we say, wow, these are great people of these great things they did, or God said they did, or God recorded again about them. We are also classified as men of faith for believing the Bible and these promises of God in the Bible about the future, the future of the people, the future of the saints. Look at that. Verse 15 of 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 15. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord. So the word of God is telling us this. That we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God. And the dead in Christ shall rise first. The dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. We have comfort one another with these words. So the Apostle Paul wrote that Thessalonians, letter to Thessalonians. We believe he also wrote the book of Hebrews. He was telling us that there's coming a future for the saints, for the believers, where God, Christ, will come down and there will be the dead in Christ will rise for with our life, we come and go into the cloud, change and cut up to them with them. Go with the Lord in the air. Believing that is faith in itself. That's what I'm trying to make it to say. So we are reckoned as men of faith, just like this men of faith. So all your little mistakes and errors and doubts and so on, you eradicate it, just repent from it and classify yourself as a man of faith, keep following the Lord, and the Lord is well pleased as long as you keep believing. And all farmer walk the walk like this man of old. So you see, go back to the book of Hebrews chapter 11, you talk about the faith of Joseph. What was this faith? Not the faith that he, he saw a dream and he made the, he, he, he the dream. That was the, the word of walking with the Lord. But the faith was that when he was about to die, he was prophesying, telling the Hebrews that God is going to visit you in the future. And when you leave this place, take my bones with you. That was the faith. He believed in that future, which is to come 400 years later. God has revealed to him. But he wanted them to take his bones with them. Because you know he will be dead. Four years have to come. He said 400 years to come. He knew he would be dead. But he didn't want them to have to go through a lot of pain. If they couldn't get the bones, they wouldn't know, they wouldn't be able to carry it. So he purposely, because he was a rich man, was like a president or prime minister of Israel, of Egypt in those days. So he made arrangements that he shouldn't be buried. He just made a coffin for himself and they, uh, they, uh, they, they make a, a, 
the mummy of him and put in that coffin on the and put it on the on the on the place where they can go there and see it. And they can carry it anytime the water falling here from now, they can carry it away. That was what he prepared that. He said they just put him in a coffin, embalmed him, become like a dried, dry skeleton, like a dried fish. Also, have you seen those dried fish that this sell? That's how they embalmed his body and left him on a coffin in Egypt. So that when the when the Hebrews were leaving, they remember they it made them to swear. It made their fathers to swear. We are talking four hundred years ago. So the people that that swore to Joseph, they were all dead, but their sons they passed it down and down down to the days of Moses. So they knew the, the instruction. So now the Moses came down around, they are not going, God even remind them, even if they are not remembering, God will remind them. Because God is there then. God was there when he was making them swear, and God is still here now. You see, God will remind them that the bones of Joseph should go carry it. And they went and carried the bones of Joseph in that coffin and took it all the way back to Canaan to bury him. And that was what he and that was what he was saying in that Genesis chapter 50, verse 24. He made them swear. That they should carry his bones out of there. He said, God will surely visit you. That was believing the future. That's what I said. Why was he considered about the bone? Because he believed in the features of resurrection. He knew about the resurrection, that there will be a resurrection of the dead saints. And he also knew that there will be a resurrection when the Messiah shall visit the world. That will be elect, special elect few. And we believe that when the logical resurrected, the Pope said, the body of some dead saints rose up in Jerusalem. Who are these dead sins? I can guarantee you, Joseph was one of them also. Because he was a hero of faith. And he said, carry, that's why he wanted them to carry his bones back to Israel, back to Canaan land. Because he knew that was where God will visit them in Canaan land. And when Jesus Christ came and he preached around, when he resurrected, he said, the dead of body of some dead sins rose up in Jerusalem. And where did they go back to the grave? No, they went with Christ into the clouds, into heaven. So that is really what faith we do when you believe in the future that God has revealed. Because God was there then and God is here now and God will never forget what he has promised. Now verse 23 went on. We go now, now to the faith of Moses. It's a good thing for us to talk about the faith of Joseph because he was the one that brought him to Egypt. And he was telling them that when they are leaving they should take his bones. Let's read that Bible very quickly in Genesis chapter 50. Verse 24 to see how faith must express itself. If he didn't express himself as a way, I don't really know what that means. He doubted us. But he expressed himself in Genesis chapter 50, that's the last chapter of the book of Genesis, chapter 50. And verse 24 is what we are reading. He said, And Joseph said unto his brethren, I die, and God will surely visit you and bring you out of this land, out of the land of Egypt, unto the land which he swear to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. And Joseph took an oath of the children of Israel, saying, God will surely visit you. He's telling them this is prophecy. He didn't know when it will be, but he knew it's going to be 400 years from now because they got to Abraham and the fourth generation, which means like if 100 years is a generation, also. He said, The fourth generation they will come back. He said, He took the oath. He said, God will surely visit you, and ye shall carry up my bones from hence. You see that? He told them they must carry his bones from there. And that happened. So you can go back to the book of uh, Exodus when they were carrying, they said they carried the bones of Joseph. Yeah. Now let's go on and see 
Hebrews chapter 11 again, continue now to the faith of Moses. By faith, verse 23, by faith Moses, when he was born, was hid three months of his parents, because they saw he was a proper child, and they were not afraid of the king's commandment. Now, you say, what's faith in that? You see, that's what people do commonly. Not so, in our generation, people do it commonly. You want to save your son, that is baby, that the king wanted to kill. You do everything that is within your power to do it. And you have called her faith. And what is why is it faith? Not just because was, she was trying to save her son, because that's really anybody will do that. But see, look at how she did it. He said they saw it was a proper child. They knew that God has a plan for this child. That's faith himself. God has a plan for this child. Whether by vision they knew it, or they just had a feeling they are saying that God has a plan. This is a special child. Well, he, she already have Aaron, she already have Miriam, the mother, but she have this little one that just came out, and somehow, either by prophecy, or in their heart, they had a dream, or somehow, because when we walk with God, God will show you some things, that's what it is, that's faith. Walking with God, and God has a plan, God will show you some things, and that will make you to take heed. Even my own mother was able to tell me, even though she was not a Christian, they were in another religion, but she said somebody prophesied to her when she was just some few months pregnant of me that we are carrying a baby boy and she said she was surprised I did this man know she was not alone she was just knew that two months she, she knew she was pregnant but nobody else knew she has not told anybody but the prophecy one of those prophets had come around when they were they saw them and she passed she saw them and she was she was they were having a open air meeting and she passed by and she stood to listen to what they are saying and this man pointed to her and prophesied that you are carrying a baby in your in your belly right now that is a boy and she will be a servant of God. And the, my mother said she was surprised. And she knows that she was pregnant. And truly, she had a baby boy. And trust me. So that was what many of them, even in this of uh, the mother of Moses, could have had a way of knowing that this boy that they, are, they gave birth to is a special boy. That's why they tried to protect the boy as much as possible. And then when they couldn't protect the boy anymore, they said, well, we're going to have to use faith. And the faith he used to put the baby in a basket and put on a, plant that baby on the, by the riverside, she did it purposely to give the baby to that daughter of Pharaoh. She was believing God that something, this daughter of Pharaoh was, it was not just there trying to discard of the baby. She was planted, the baby was planted there so that the daughter of Pharaoh will see the baby and will show compassion. For a baby, because you know she's a woman, she might God will touch this woman. She might be praying. God will touch this woman. She will show compassion for a baby that was being thrown into the water. And truly, exactly as she believed, as she expected, faith is expectation too. When you believe for something, expect it to happen. That is faith. Especially when you are dealing with God Almighty. So that was what the mother of Moses did for for Moses. Not just because she was a parent, because she was believing that she was expecting God to touch this daughter of Pharaoh that comes to that river regularly for fighting, that she will see this baby in the basket, she will be curious to see what is there, and when she saw the baby, she will show compassion, like a mother, like a female, a female compassion for a little baby. She was believing God for that, she was believing for a miracle, and exactly, and she planted her sister, Moses' sister, to stay around and watch, and that little girl was six years old, walking around, seeing what will happen to her, a little baby brother, also. And then when she saw the daughter of Pharaoh send the people to go and carry the basket, she moved closer. 
And when they saw the baby cry and they say, hey, look, I see the baby, the girl came forward quickly and said, can I go and call somebody to take care of it for you? Our mom has told her what to say because they were believing God for a miracle. And she said, go, we are bringing somebody. And then she went and called her mom. I said, well, take this baby and go raise her for me. We raise this boy for me and bring it back. To, and that, and she was paying the mother of Moses. And now she, they are not comfortable and say, well, this is not my son. This is daughter of you. I'm raising it for her. If anybody tries to challenge them. She's not saying, I'm just a nurse. I'm just a nurse. In fact, the men will say, well, I'm just, can you give me a place in near your, in, in the palace so that I can be nursing so they won't be taking this mansion. And they arranged that and worked out for God had the finger. But that was faith. Faith believing that what I expect will happen in the name of the Lord. That is what faith of that woman is. And I'll just describe how it happened to you. That that faith of expect a miracle. When you believe something and you pray for it, expect it to happen. Expecting is what God said. Believe that you receive them. And you shall have them. It's what Jesus Christ said. That's how he said. Whosoever shall say. Remember Mark chapter 11 verse 23. For whosoever shall say unto this mountain. You say with your own mouth. You say, this is what I want, Lord. And you say, move to a mountain. And because I say, don't doubt it. Believe what you say shall come to pass. Then you will have it. So that mother of Moses could have said, this is what I want to happen. Miriam, you just stay there and watch. And I'm believing God that this daughter of Pharaoh will rescue this baby. And when you see them carrying the baby, go and tell him that you're going to go bring a nurse for her. And you say, go, come and call me. As he believed, she was expected to be that way. That's why Christ said, believe what you say shall come to pass. And it actually came to pass for that woman. And she had it. So every one of us can exercise that kind of faith. Believe what you say shall come to pass. Don't doubt it. What Jesus can say. That's the only clause. Don't doubt what you say. And anybody can do it in the name of the Lord. And it will happen. And we have to exercise it, not doubt it. No matter how long it takes, don't doubt it. And that is our Faith. And that's uh, the type of faith of Moses' mother, mother that was being described here for us. Now, verse 25. Verse 24. Now, let's talk about the faith of Moses now. By faith, Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. Esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. So now you can see that's faith in himself that he, when he started saying, No, I'm not his daughter of Pharaoh, I'm an evil with these slaves. They're going to punish you, they're going to kick you out of the palace. Now he was ready to serve, to suffer with the people that are suffering. That is the same thing where people that when you are, when, when you stand for Christ, you are also exercising that kind of faith. And you are not ashamed to be called fanatics. You are standing for Christ. You are a man of faith. Whether you are witnessing to them or they just saw you as one of the believers, and you are not ashamed of the gospel. You are a man of faith, just like just Moses. But Moses has the right to hide and behave as if you see some people, they try to say, well, they are not this, they are not that, because they see the, the, the rich people are like this. And they try to isolate them. Think of in the generation in, let's say America, there's a persecution between the white and the black and the people that are light-skinned, but they are almost because they have mixed blood. Suppose people say, well, you are not white. 
should they identify themselves with the black because their parents have half, half parents, white, half parents, black? Some of them have that same question. Where the mother is a white woman and the father is a, is a black man, and the baby that is born after became teenagers, they are almost white, but they have some traits that make them to say everybody can recognize they are black. So now they see the black people suffering because of injustice or so, and their white friends try to ridicule them. Are you black or so? So somebody don't know what to, which one to stand. Are you ready to stand with the people that are suffering? That's exactly what Moses did. He was ready to stand with the people that are suffering. He was purely Hebrew. Let's say Hebrew and Egyptians. What? How do you see the difference? Maybe shape of their nose or something. But he knew he was Hebrew because the mother that raised him was telling them, "Yeah, yeah, Hebrew, but adopted by the daughter of Pharaoh." Awesome. So he knew whom he was. Now he became a, an adult. He has to decide whether he's going to he was going to forsake all these uh, slaves, you know, slaves, or he was going to identify with uh, Pharaoh, the king, the Egyptians. So he decided to. Because of how he has been brought up and because of the spirit of God that is upon him, he decided to align himself with the slaves. When he put him in, he got him into trouble because now he's the, the anger and he wanted to fight somebody, beat somebody up. <laughs> what I want to see in the generation. This is the anger is raging on people. They wanted to defend these innocent people that are being punished because of the powers that be, the pharaohs. The, the government is suppressing the police in America, right now, suppressing and persecuting the, anybody that is black. You are in danger. See, if you are, if you are, if you are only, only anger may be raging. You want to fight the police, beat them down, do something. You have to control that. You don't control it. You run into problems like Moses. He was having that only anger. He wanted to fight, defend these people until he killed an Egyptian, and then he has to run away because that's the problem now for him. So that was really what happened to Moses. But he standing with the people that are afflicted. Knowing that you are the same way when you are a believer, stand for Christ. They may be persecuting the believers. If you stand for Christ, you will be persecuted too. But then Moses was able to ready to so ready to suffer the same the same affliction with the Hebrews. It's what the Bible is saying. That as faith, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. He knew that there is a reward for him if he stands with the people that are afflicted. Now verse 27 says, By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king. That's after he killed an Egyptian. He has to run away. But see, you know, Pharaoh was the king of the superpower then. So he could have been run after sending soldiers to pursue him. But see, he was just running away, trusting God. For he endured as seeing him who is invisible. Verse 28 says, Through faith he kept the Passover. And as when he goes to verse 28, we just talking about after they are now about to. They are now about to leave Egypt. But let's talk before we get to about to leave Egypt. When he ran away from Egypt, he thought he was over and also. He actually ran away for good because he was gone for 40 years. He ran away for good. But it took faith to run away. What, about what the verse 27 is saying. When he forsook Egypt because Egypt has police and have soldiers. And he was living in the palace, remember? And if, if somebody from the palace Finally, he could search for him. He was one of the key person where if they really want to get him, they will search, send soldiers to go look for him everywhere, wherever you want to. Any, any country you want to, they will search him down. So he was not afraid of that. That's what this scripture was saying. He forsook him, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. 
So then, well, of course, we know, it's not record that Pharaoh was sending soldiers to every country to go look for him. Just let him know. Because if they know he was Hebrew, well, okay. Just let him know. Get good, good, good readers, what they thought they would get rid of him. He's already getting rid of himself out of the palace. So that was really what happened. For the, then now we go to verse 28, where it's not going to begin to talk about where the faith of coming back and begin to do signs and wonders in Egypt to take the Hebrews out of Egypt. That is from verse 20. We're going to go to that in the next podcast. This is a very long chapter. We're going to be in this chapter, Hebrew chapter 11, for, for another sermon or two. I pray that the Lord will give you understanding as we go to the next broadcast. God bless you.